This episode is sponsored by CoachSnap. Are you looking for an all-in-one platform to help you build your coaching business? Then you need CoachSnap. It allows you to schedule appointments, collect payments, train and support all of your clients' needs. Health, fitness, hockey, football, or even life coaches can use CoachSnap. It's the business platform that will help you be the best coach you can be. Welcome back to another episode of Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser, and this week, my guest is Serena Poon. She is a leading chef, nutritionist, and Reiki master to the Hollywood elite. Serena's passion and career for curating healing and wellness programs using integrative health, holistic nutrition, and culinary alchemy began long before she started creating contemporary meals, menus, and nutritional goodness for the likes of Jerry Bruckheimer, Sean P. Diddy Combs, and Carrie Washington. Serena's culinary alchemy is the practice of combining intuitive energetic techniques with guidance and education on functional and spiritual nutrition. Integrating how food affects our bodies on a physiological level as well as how it affects our energetic body. Serena's goal is to optimize and heal the physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being of all of her clients. Serena is certified as a Reiki master. She is certified with quantum touch healing, and she's also part of the National Association of Reiki Professionals. She has a degree with UC Berkeley and is a graduate of Le Cordon Bleu's most intensive and comprehensive programming, which is all-inclusive in advanced culinary techniques, as well as advanced levels of pastry, confectionery, dessert making. And she's also the founder of Just Add Water, a wellness line and super nutrient foods and supplements. She's created Serena Loves, a lifestyle brand and blog, and is the host of Serena Loves TV. So everybody, please welcome Serena. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy we have you here on the podcast. You are amazing. I actually met Serena through Business Mastery. We did a virtual online thing with Tony Robbins and she was actually in my husband's group. And Travis was like, you have to meet my wife. And so we connected and just like really hit it off. So I'm so excited for you to be able to share your journey here on the Fearless Female Podcast. So Serena, let's talk about your journey. You know, I just want to take a moment just to acknowledge everything that you're doing, you know, not just with this powerful podcast, but just everything. And, you know, thank you so much for having me here today and allowing me to share space with you and oh. with the audience. I'm so grateful. Thank you. So where did it all begin? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, if, if when you talk about like the, how I really kind of began my career, my, well, it's not really my career, it's my wellness journey. It was with my, my parents, uh, my senior year in college, my daddy got sick or he was, he was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer. And, you know, it was something that of course, you know, I'm Chinese and in the Chinese culture, there's a lot of things that your parents don't share with you. And I think that it's just, it's one of those cultures where, you know, you kind of want to just keep the boat not rocking, you know, just <laughs> always just steady and still. And so I guess my dad was predisposed to this, you know, his grandfather had also passed from it and he'd been managing it his whole adult life. And somehow between two six month checkups, he, he went from fine, I guess, to stage four. Mm. So that was, 
you know, I would say that it wasn't even real. It wasn't just the, you know how sometimes you can know something, but you don't really know it in your heart and your soul and your body. You just kind of know it cerebrally. Like, you know, it in the, in the context of like a fact on a piece of paper. And that's what that was like for me when I first found out. And, you know, journeying through my dad's experience and what he had to go through as he went through his experience with with cancer, which was really tough. And watching him struggle so hard to get the right nutrients into his body when his body was like rejecting food and not wanting things. And then we come from a family of foodies. And so I think my great love of food really came from my dad and my grandmother, who was his mom. And that was her, that's a comfort and love too. You know, he wasn't able to do that either when he was sick. And so it just kind of became the foundation for how important it was for me to find a way to help not just him, but just anyone and their families who are in this situation, like find a way to find either cure or comfort through food and through like plants and herbs. And so that started with my dad. And then after, you know, after he lost his battle with cancer a little over a year, my mom was diagnosed with cancer two months after that. And they were both so young. You know, even every, every time I share any part of this story, it sounds so foreign. You know what I mean? Like it sounds like this really distant, remote, weird memory, because it's like your brain kind of blocks out certain things, you know, and you just, you learn to share what happened, but it just still seems so surreal because she was so young, but you know, there was no history of cancer in her side of the family. There still isn't. And yeah. the doctor really felt like it was, it was, it came from stress because mm. when that tumor started growing was when my dad was the sickest. So that entire experience just completely disrupted and shifted my perspective on life. Yeah. You know, it came down to what's, what matters to me, my family. That's pretty much it. And what's important, what's important is their health and happiness. So that became the foundation for what I did, except it became a foundation without like 360 peripheral, you know, like the lens was only through the lens of the caretaker and just through the lens of like almost like a savior kind of mentality where I just wanted to save the people that I love. And it was a beautiful intention. It came from the heart, but it lacked taking care of me. You know, and I didn't I I left myself out of that equation because I thought that if I sacrificed everything that I could, including, you know, my own needs, that it would guarantee that they would be okay, guarantee their health and their happiness and their wellness. And I, I, I would be fine because I'm tough, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I needed. So, so fast forward, because I didn't really process my own true like grief and emotions because it was almost like we didn't have time to you went from your dad to your mom and now you're like I have to figure this out because if I don't it's going to keep almost like permeating and everything else in my life so cancer just grabbed my dad grabbed my mom who else who else is it going to grab so you were almost like on a fight or flight mode where you were like I have to figure this out so I can have the answer for anyone else in my circle who might perish from cancer. Totally. And that's exactly what it was. And we did have relatives for that were sick over the course of the next few years. And so what that ended up translating to was 
unwellness in my own body, you know, such a high state of inflammation constantly, you know, and at the time, I didn't have the depth of knowledge that I do now about the body mm-hmm. and all different ways of addressing and healing the body through holistic nutrition, Ayurvedic, Chinese medicine, all these different ways. It was very sort of straightforward, which is what it's like for a lot of people. You exercise, you move, you eat healthy yeah. things. That's it. But, you know, the, what's really the case, it's not, that's not like truly full body. You know, that's not, it's not mind, body, soul, spiritual, energetic body, and your physical body. And I just didn't realize that. So I ended up having to have surgery for myself to, to remove some damaged tissue from all this inflammation that had happened. And from that surgery, I, I got Mercet, which is MRSA, and it's a deadly staph infection. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, and... And what's crazy is that people get it from the hospital quite often. So, so then that happened and that took about, it took about a little over eight years and eight surgeries to really finally get all of that out of my system to have the right team and, you know, the right doctors, but also the right mindset, you know, have my body in a place where it's able to receive And, you know, it's been a journey, but along the way, I came to understand these three pillars and how important it was to really integrate them into a system, into like a plan or a protocol that allows your body to really heal, that allows your body to really function optimally. Uh, And so that's, that's, that's how I came to be a Reiki master and what I do now in my practice of culinary alchemy. Well, I truly love that we're having this conversation because I have been down a rabbit hole lately about chakras and energy centers and the fact that like when you are in the fight or flight mode, you know, I listen to Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you know who he is, but he talks about... Isn't he amazing? Uh, he talks about how we are protein making machines and that when we are in the fight or flight mode, we make a copy of a copy of a copy of the protein that we're trying to make in order for our body to move. And when that is happening, so like as I'm listening, you tell the story about how your dad got cancer and then you know, your mom ended up getting cancer because she was in such a high state of stress. Mm -hmm. And then you got some, you know, tissues that needed to be removed because of some high state of stress. And so people need to understand that the reason why it's so important for us to practice meditation, to get spiritual, spiritually like sound and grounded and to lower your brain waves to the point where you are still because when you're in that fight or flight mode, your body is just like constantly trying to like create new proteins to try to protect itself, but it's doing a copy of a copy of a copy, which could then lead to ailments, cancer, all kinds of things. Am I correct? Or Oh, no, absolutely. It's just, I mean, there's so much scientific evidence now about, and, the, and there, I, there are, it has been for a long time, but it's just become so much more mainstream and People are now so open to really understanding that link between science and spirituality and how how our bodies and our brains actually respond to stillness, to meditation, and just calming the mind and calming our entire system, you know, shifting from this from this 
you know, sympathetic to a parasympathetic system, you know, allowing, allowing the right neurotransmitters to just like release and do what it needs to do for, to allow our brains to relax. Because inflammation affects our minds too. All the it's, time, yeah. It's not just our adrenals and our muscles, it's, you know, our brain as well. Yeah. And things have changed from like when we were cave women and cave men, where it was like, you know, the lion would come and that was our biggest fear and our biggest fight or flight, you know, moment. But now, you know, everything can be a fight or flight moment. Like the lady who cut you off in front of the freeway or the person that, you know, the UPS driver that dropped your, you know, box too heavy. And like, you know, it's just like the things that set us off and make us angry and especially now with like what's going on in the news, it's like we're constantly being fed this fear that gives us that fight or flight that, you know, emotes that emotion inside of us when we should be shutting all that stuff off and grounding ourselves and using the power of meditation, the power of spirituality to get ourselves more energetically aligned. So I love that you're, you know, you're also a Reiki master because I've just been really learning about like energy centers. So tell us a little bit about for those people who are listening who've never had a Reiki or, you know, session or don't even know what Reiki is. How could you explain that to somebody who's listening now, what Reiki is and how beneficial it can be for someone? Okay, that's a great question. And, you know, I I try to really, really kind of make it very simple and basic. As a practitioner, it's almost like we're, first of all, everything is energy, right? Like Mm -hmm. the food that went through our body, you know, there's the, the electromagnetic frequencies that are created by just like the protons and the mitochondria and just our own cells, right? Mm-hmm. Everything, everything in the world, everything in the universe is all energy. So Reiki practitioners are basically taught how to, you know, like channel or like we're almost like a conduit, how to take that source energy and to direct it toward a place that there where there's a need, whether it's a person, it's an energy center within a person, or it's it's a situation, it's a place, it's a tangible item. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Reiki that I said is Yusuri Reiki, it's a, te- a healing technique that really started in Japan. And it's just the word is translated in Japanese as like universal life energy. So similar mm. to prana or chi. And so that's basically what we're doing. And sometimes there's touch and sometimes there's no touch. And it just involves us moving our hands, using our, our bodies to move that energy through to a place where it's needed. And, you know, you, with quantum touch, it's slightly different. That's more like it's using your own life source energy. Mm. A different technique but you know with a lot of the energy modalities that are available you know people are very passionate about the different modalities I feel like at the end of the day it's your goal is the same you know your goal is to help find balance yeah. for that individual or that situation you know to bring balance and light and clear if there's density or if there's blockages and to just kind of like channel more light and love to an area, whether that's a person's body or again, whether it's a, it's a tangible item, it's just receiving that energy and that light. And that's basically what energy work is, what energy healing is, whether it's Reiki or something else. Yeah. I love that you said, and I truly believe that we are all energy beings and we have an energetic frequency to each and every one of us. For example, like I've just, like I said, I'm going down this rabbit hole. So I just recently watched a YouTube video with Charlie Rocket and he was talking about how he got cancer 
And he was like, okay, I, you know, I'm so young. There's no way I could be dying of cancer. I have to do my research. And he said that he started doing research on food and how food itself has energy and frequency, high frequency, low frequency. And he started to realize that he was eating things that had no frequency, like things that could be put in your pantry and could last for seven to eight weeks. And he's like, when you're putting that type of food in your body, you're putting zero frequency in versus having like bright vegetables and, you know, colorful, you know, food. And he said, it made me become a vegetarian. So for me, like when I heard that, it it totally dawned on me. It never even dawned on me, actually, that food had a frequency as well, like plants and vegetables and fruits. And, and then you think about eating like dead meat, it's dead. So you're putting dead carcass in your body. So, I mean, it totally makes sense. Is this something that you kind of agree with or is this like what kind of foods do you choose to like you know heal with absolutely and I so love that you brought that up because that's something that and sometimes I talk about and sometimes I don't it just kind of depends on whether or not you know the listening or viewing audience can sort of take that in and digest that and yes because everything has everything is energy everything is connected there is a frequency no different than if you walk up to a person and you feel their vibration you know that person has good vibes or bad vibes and i put that in quotes but you're feeling their frequency you're feeling their vibration everything that we have everything that we touch has vibrations and frequencies and food especially food that comes from the earth from the dirt holds so much holds such a like so much energy and such a powerful vibration you know and i refer to it often as the energetics of nutrition because you know we know about the vitamins and the minerals and all the phytonutrients that are in fruits and vegetables but there's something that we just can't really be measured of course unless you have very special machines mm-hmm. you know and that's the frequency so you know when i talk about what people should eat i try to make it very simple. Unless I'm working directly with you, we might get into some specifics based on what your body constitution needs and what your energetic body needs. But reach for the rainbow. It's the easiest thing to remember. You know, instead of me giving a list of all the different foods you should try and check off in a week, at the very, very minimum, try to fill your body throughout the course of the day. So don't stress out about that particular meal. If you can get a rainbow on your plate every single time you plate up, awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can't, at least throughout the course of a day, get all the colors of of the rainbow into your body, because then you're getting a variety of vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, a variety of different types of antioxidants. And you're also getting incredibly rich, nutrient dense foods that have high frequencies, you know, high vibrations. And you're also feeding your energy centers because when you eat the colors of the rainbow, not only are you eating in alignment with what your like physical body wants, what your organ system wants, but also what your energy centers want. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're just studying chakras and, you know, when you first, when we first reference chakras, we kind of just start, we start with seven, you know, there's definitely more than seven chakras, but it makes it easier for people to kind of uh, like almost in a tangible way visualize that we have these seven basic chakras and they are they are represented by these different colors and so when we eat the foods that connect with 
those colors, that they're in alignment and reflect those colors, we're also eating foods that help support and nourish those energy centers. Mm. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a big part of what I do because it's something that's visually tangible to somebody. And, and then once you start to understand the chakras and the energy system, then you're like, oh, okay, so if I want to open up my third eye, then I want to reach for like blueberries and, you know, blue purple type foods and maybe some like spices or, you know, like mood modulating type foods that make so much sense because physiologically that affects your neurotransmitters, you know, and it can affect your, obviously your neurotransmitters to your brain and your pituitary. And so it can also help with like, you know, sleep. And so once we dive in to like what I do if I'm working with somebody, then it, then it all makes sense. You know, so at first we just kind of like start with the colors, covers all these bases and, and it makes it easier to keep track, you know, throughout the, the day. Oh, I love that. Seriously, I didn't even connect the colors with the foods of the rainbow. Like I didn't even connect it. I'm just now learning about chakras. So for you to like say that makes me even think, wow, now I can think about the yellow, the lemons, you know, for your solar plexus chakra and orange for your, you know what I mean? For, you know, the sacral chakra and red for the root chakra. I didn't know that you can connect certain vegetables or fruits with that color. But that's awesome. This episode is brought to you by Elage. Let the healing begin. This miracle emollient helps with dry cracked skin, cracked and callous heels, and even eczema. I've personally been using this formula on my feet since Sue Ann was a guest on my show. Ladies, Elage is truly a miracle formula. Let me tell you, I went on a hike recently and I got a rash from some crazy plants. I put some Elage on the rash and it was gone within 30 minutes. Get yourself some Elage and let the healing begin. The link is in the show notes. So tell us a little bit about your business and how you founded Just Add Water. Oh, okay. So Just Add Water is such an unconventional, funny story, really. <laughs> I, I've had these clients. So I started off as trained chef, you know, as a classically trained chef. And, you know, even though you, you've heard now the journey of how I began, my whole passion and my wellness journey from the beginning with my parents, once I went to school and I'd taken out all these loans and it was you know, really, it was such a big no-no in my family that I went to culinary school instead of going to law school. Because I was, I'd made this promise to my dad, you know, on his deathbed, I'd made this promise. I would absolutely still go to law school. I'd be the first attorney in the family. I was the oldest daughter, the oldest granddaughter, you know, the oldest niece, just the oldest first Mm -hmm. generation. And this is what I was supposed to do to like set the path, you know, for all my cousins and everyone after me. So when I made the decision to go to culinary school, it was not well received. You know, (laughs) my mom, she was sort of like, what are you doing? You can still be a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Especially in your culture where it's like, you have have to have like the lawyer or the dentist or the doctor (laughs) kind of degree in there somewhere. And somebody in her family has to have it. So she chose you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was exactly how it's supposed to be. So I started off thinking, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And so when I got out of school, I had all these massive loans because I'd already graduated from undergrad and Tara was taking this like this specialized, you know, specialty school. And so I just started, I I just started cooking, you know, I was just a private chef and I still did the nutrition, but 
I, I was so worried about paying my student loans, you know, and just worried about making some money. And you're not making very much money when you're a junior chef anywhere. I mean, you're making like total minimum wage. And so that was kind of how I started. But I stuck to it. You know, I started off at the Playboy Mansion. I'm not sure if you know that. No, but, I um, didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I did my internship there. I knew that I liked my rapport with people, that I wanted to work in the private sector, you know, not as much like in a big restaurant or a hotel. So I started off there and I was working full-time there and still going to school. And what I would do is after school, on the days that I wasn't working at the mansion, I would like teach what I learned in school back to like moms, you know, in the community. So I would say, yeah. okay, like $5 a person, but you have to have a mini- minimum of 25, you know, like <laughs> yeah. per person. and then I would just teach them what I just learned to make in school. So I kind of started that way. And I was really so driven. I mean, I guess I still am, but so driven when I was in school that I just had this passion, this vision of what I wanted to do, even though that's evolved since then. And so I worked so hard when I was, when I was an intern, they ended up hiring me on as a junior chef, worked super hard there. And while I was there, I would have patrons that would come in. I I would have patrons that would come in that would, that would, you know, ask if they could hire me and do dinners at their place. So this is really long, long loophole to get back to your original question. It's okay. (laughs) Some of these patrons were high profile. You know, I ended up leaving the mansion, going off my own and working for some of these high profile celebs who were either actors in front of the camera or they were big producers or directors behind the camera. And when they went to go film, they were gone for sometimes two or three months. And their hours would be anywhere from 12 to 16 hours. And they would come back just a mess. Like, yeah. mess. Because it's hard have- to have like a routine and to eat like on a normal schedule. For sure. Comple- like, and they weren't able to do it. And you can't, you can't blame them, especially if they're on location somewhere else. And they're not even in the country or anywhere nearby. So what I started to do is I started blending these powders and these superfoods, you know, just like raw, dehydrated different types of like plants and herbs and like weird stuff that Uh they would never normally, I would just hide in their food and I would dump it all in a Ziploc bag and I'd make enough of them for the duration of while they're gone and then ship more out later. And I would say, just, just have one of these a day, dump it in some water and come back to me whole because what's inside of it is everything that you need. You know, there's Mm. like eight super greens and superfoods and like, like eight super highly rich antioxidant vegetables and, and fruits. And it's got good amount of like pea protein, vegan protein, probiotics, prebiotics, digestive enzymes. So you don't bloat when you drink it and you can actually digest it and adaptogens for your adrenals. And that's what I did. And I did that for honestly, like a few years, just, they were drinking out of these little Ziploc bags. And then one year at the Cannes Film Festival, which is this big festival in France, in May every year and it's like a big fancy deal and you know all of Hollywood goes there and they party and they do the red carpet and they show a bunch of movies that's that's basically what it is and I used to travel with my clients a lot like whenever they had these type of events and cook for them and you know take care of them while they're away if it it made sense for me to be there for a duration of time so I was there one of the mornings actually my clients were drinking 
this drink just and now it has a name just add water before it was just like yeah (laughs) and it's not pretty because it's like all the healthy stuff yeah so it's probably <laughs> right like a green brown green brown yeah <laughs> and they were drinking it and their friends were like what is that that you're drinking because I was I was partying with you till 5 a.m at Hotel Ducop and I do not look or feel like you right now what is that is there more and so of course I had some because I made it for myself and they had it and it just became a thing and they were like, oh, my God, we need to have this. Like, where can I get this? And I was like, um, in my kitchen? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it became a thing. And then in that same trip, there was someone that was starting a beauty and wellness like subscription box that December. Asked if we could be in it. And I said, yes, of course. And they said, well, you're here. Do you think? And I said, yes, of course. And then I called my sister and I said, so listen, <laughs> we need to come up with like a logo and figure out this whole manufacturing thing because we're starting this business like as soon as I get home from this trip. And my sister was like, what? Mm. What are you talking about? And that's really how the Sidewater began. And we, we bootstrapped it and just figured it out. We stumbled a lot because we didn't know what we were doing. We just learned as we went. And now it now it is what it is. Sounds amazing. I mean, I feel like I'm going to get some. <laughs> oh my God, I'm sending you some. Are you oh, eating? perfect. I would okay. love some because oh, yeah, it's funny that you say that like you feel like crap the next day, especially if you've been drinking and you're like on weird hours because I travel a lot with my husband. And so this would be great to take it with you and just add water. One of the things that I love to do is have a green juice every day, but there's hardly any nectars. You know, whenever you travel, there's not a nectar place like in Nashville or, or Colorado or wherever I'm at like it's really hard for me to like stay on task but I love that you created this and it, it just happened so organically exactly what the, the ingredients are organic but it's awesome <laughs> that that happened to you and just looking at your journey and listening to what's happened to you it's just like how you started at the Playboy Mansion as a junior chef and then you got the connections and and people don't understand you have to put your time in like you just didn't automatically become a chef to the stars like you put in your time and like you said you were working minimum wage and you know you just have to be open to the possibilities that things are out there ready for you to grab and this is just an amazing opportunity that happened to you and and I love that you said you stumbled through it because not every entrepreneur knows what they're doing in the beginning but we figure it out right we figure it out it's not that hard we eventually figure it out but as we wrap up this episode Serena what would you say is your nugget of wisdom for anyone who is listening to this podcast that maybe has like their nutritional they're starting on their nutritional energetic journey or spiritual journey well what I would say is and I I think this applies to anyone and whether or not you're starting on a nutritional journey wellness journey spiritual journey you're starting a new business you're starting just a new chapter of your life something that I remind myself of quite often because you don't just stumble and fall when you're starting a business you stumble and fall all through life it's just (laughs) what happens, you know, you stumble and fall through your successes and your failures because it's all just a learning experience. But what I would say and what I remind myself of is a quote that I heard um, from a songwriter, actually, and it goes, no one is you and that is your power. So Mm. we look so often for externals to validate us, to give us power, to 
tell us that we're doing the right thing, when we forget that all the power is truly within us, and that's where it all comes from. That's where the magic comes from. That's where you have to say yes from. That's where you make something happen that you don't know how to make happen. That's where you create from. It's from within. So no one is you. That is your power. And connect with that. Anytime you're feeling self-doubt, anytime you're unsure, anytime you just want to know how to start or where to start, connect with yeah. that. I love that. So beautiful. Serena, how can my audience find you? Uh, through Instagram. That's a great way. You can find me on my website, which is serenaloves.com. But you can also find me on Instagram. It's Chef Serena Poon. So that's C-H-E-F-S-E-R-E-N-A-P-O-O-N. And you can pretty much find everything there. You'll, you'll find Just Add Water there, that way. You'll find the website. You'll find all kinds of things that I'm up to. And Serena does this amazing thing where it's called Serena Loves TV and she interviews amazing guests like once or twice a week, right? Actually, it, we do about three guests a week um, through I, uh, Instagram, like IG Lives. And I had some in studio too before everything closed down. But about three a week. Sometimes we have four, sometimes we have five, sometimes we have two. But it's on average about three a week. And there's some incredible thought leaders and visionaries, especially in the wellness space. Yes, she's she's had Master Co on there, which is amazing. If you guys don't know who Master Co is, look him up on YouTube. He's just incredible. But thanks again for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. I appreciate you. Thank you again for listening to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser. If you love this episode, make sure to share it with your friends. You can find me on the internet at fearlessfemale.com, on Facebook, the Fearless Female Movement, on Instagram at Fearless Female Podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And ladies, remember, we have the power to rise and face everything. Until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.